so this is episode three of Shut the Fuck Up, Jesse. And y'all, I just want to start off by saying I'm going home, going home. Tell the world I'm going home. That's right, I'm going back to motherfucking Montreal, Canada, because Justin Trudeau so dit que la mette 221 million dollars dans la poche et mon noir. Justin Trudeau just announced that he's going to be putting $221 million back into the pockets of black business owners. So, honey, <laughs> I'm going home, going home. Tell the world I'm going. I'm getting the fuck up out this ghetto-ass country. And you know what's so crazy? Like, every day of this motherfucking pandemic, I've just been wondering why my mama left Montreal, like, why did we leave Canada? And my mom always said that she she really just hated the cold. And it's like, girl, get a cold, bitch. You couldn't find. I mean, we're not calling my mom a bitch, but girl, get a cold. Like, mama, you couldn't. I mean, it's the, get a cold. You know what I'm saying? Like, why did we have to just leave? Like, you know what I'm saying? Was the heater not working at the house? I mean, was the light bill too high when you put the heat on? Like, what? She's like, oh, you know, it's just so cold. It's so cold. I can't with that. We that. Girl. Now we in the motherfucking ghetto. Like, we are in. We're in the hood now, baby. <laughs> okay? This motherfucking ghetto-ass country. But anyway, so let's get into it. Episode three. Today, we're going to talk about a couple political subjects. Obviously, I just touched on Justin Tribault. Um, but also I just want to end it with why we all need to vote for Joe Biden. Like today's topic is vote Biden or die trying. Okay. Vote Biden or die trying. Like that is today's motherfucking topic. And if you're not voting for Joe Biden, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what else you need. We're going to go into a couple things to basically talk about why the fuck you need to vote for Joe Biden. Period. Oh, it's Trudeau. My bad. Everybody's correcting me saying it's not Trudeau. It's Trudeau. Bitch, I ain't name him. I ain't his godmother. I ain't baptized that nigga. All I know is he the prime. What is he again? The prime minister? Whatever the fuck he is. All I know is he's putting money in black pockets. So I need to take my black ass to where he at. And the fact that I was born in Canada, I need to take my ass and uproot. And take my ass back to where I belong. Period. <laughs> um... Before I get into, you know, Joe Biden and why we need to vote for Joe Biden, um, I also do want to touch on the fact that um, I was suspended from Twitter a couple days ago. Um, I was suspended because I told Senator Ted Cruz to drink bleach. So, you know, Ted Cruz, you raggedy bitch. You raggedy hot dog neck ass bitch. Yes, I definitely told you to drink bleach. And the reason I told you to drink motherfucking bleach is because you got your ass on Beyonce's internet and said that pregnancy is not a life-threatening disease. And see, this is why we need people, human beings with penises to stay the fuck out of our business. Like, you, people with penises stay off our fucking business. Like, stay out of our uterus out of our pregnancies, out of our period business. Like, 
you guys have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. Because first of all, have you seen what Ted Cruz looks like with that big old motherfucking head of yours, bitch? I know your mother had issues bringing you into this motherfucking world. I know she had a near-death experience pushing your big head ass out of her fucking body. So how dare you, with all of your political experience, you, with all of your fucking education, you, the senator of an entire fucking state, get online and say pregnancy is not a life-threatening disease. First of all, pregnancy is not a disease. You're right about that. It's not a fucking disease. But it is life motherfucking threatening. So to you and anybody else who feels that way, fucking drink bleach. And here's the thing. How the fuck I get suspended off of Twitter for telling this man to drink bleach when we had President Sunkiss and his raggedy lace front tell the entire nation to drink bleach to cure corona? To fucking cure corona. He told us to drink bleach. And he's still the president of the motherfucking United States of America. He's still up in Barack's White House. And here I is, here I uh, am, telling him, telling Ted Cruz to drink bleach, and I get motherfucking suspended. Does that make sense? No, that's that's what you call racism. Twitter, that was very racist to y'all. That gave me very much Jim Crow. That gave me very much, you know what I'm saying? That was very racist. But I'm gonna leave that at that. Please, that whole pro-life bullshit, let me tell y'all something, I'm gonna, t- I'm gonna say this. I'm a Christian, I love God. Do you love God? I love God. What's wrong with you? You don't love God? I love God. But the whole pro-life thing that Christians and Republicans hold on to, and they link that to Jesus and God, it's a bunch of BS. Because when you look at these politicians who have pro-life views, None of your fucking policies coincide with your pro-life views. So how are you pro-life, but you don't want to use taxes to fund foster homes, to fund, you know, social programs for disadvantaged children, to fund free health care for disadvantaged mothers who resort to abortion? You know what I'm saying? Like none of your policies coincide with being pro-life. So all you're doing is basically just using your power to control women and what we do with our bodies. So all of you can fucking drink bleach. All right, as far as I'm fucking concerned. Now, on to one politician who I don't want to drink bleach. Just wanna touch on this really quick too. Um, I wanna talk about Andrew Gillum. We all knew, we, I mean, if you haven't heard the story, we all know, most of us know what happened to him, you know, earlier this year, you know, he was found in a hotel room. Ooh, excuse me, y'all. He was found in a hotel room. I think it was on South Beach uh, after a wedding. He was found in a, in a hotel room unconscious. I think it, it was either unconscious or, or extremely inebriated. Um, let me say allegedly, because I, I don't remember the details, but I, I remember seeing the pictures. And, you know, of course, it was some white men's behind it. Anytime you see a black man's downfall, you can guarantee, you can guarantee white men's is not too far behind. And um, so, yeah, you know, he was, listen, he was in that hotel having a regular Miami night. As far as I'm concerned, 
I'm from Miami. We've all, if you've been to Miami and you had a real good time, you woke up with dick in your mouth. I'm sorry. Like, I mean, just let's just be real. If you've had a, you have not had the real Miami experience if you've never woke up with Hennessy breath and dick in your mouth. Okay? You come on now. At least once. At least once. I don't even suck dick like that. And I've woken up with dick in my mouth. And and I just I was flabbergasted because I didn't know where it came from. Like, where did the dick come from? Oh my God. Like, oh my God. Is this what I've become? Is this what I stand for? I couldn't believe it. Cause you know, sucking dick is not my ministry. My ministry is, you know what I'm saying? My ministry is 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 worship. Praise is what I do. That's my ministry. My ministry is worship. My ministry is spreading the gospel. My ministry is not the sucking of penises. You know what I'm saying? So we've all had one questionable night. And so when I saw Andrew Gillum, that ain't shit. That ain't no problem to me. That ain't no problem. That ain't no problem. Because we all had that one Miami night. You know what I'm saying? So to me, it was a scheme that Todd set up to come to us with the bullshit. <laughs> you have to be a Real Housewives of Atlanta fan to get that. It was a scheme that Todd set up to come to you with the bullshit. <laughs> Listen, the white people were scheming him. And um, I just want to play a clip. He finally um, spoke out today with Tamron Hall. It was on um, Good Morning America. And I just want to play a quick clip. Hopefully you guys can hear it. But in his words, you know, he's just speaking on what happened. History. The first black nominee in a major party to mm. run for governor in Florida. Okay. A rising star in the Democratic Party, Andrew Gillum came within striking distance of the governor's mansion Show during did. a hotly contested race in 2018. Show he did. lost to Republican Ron DeSantis by less than half a percentage point. And, 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 he, and, and let me hold on. Let me cut off the recording there. See, I'm from Florida. I'm from Florida. And Florida governors ain't been shit, ain't shit, ain't been shit since before everybody watching this live is, has been alive, okay? Florida governors are, are, are horrible, horrible. And I remember, I remember um, Gillum's campaign and how energized everybody was and the pictures of him and Barack and, you know, like, it just was like, oh my God, like, we're finally gonna have this this black governor. Like we're finally gonna, and it just wasn't. It, it wasn't just about being black too. It was about just his views being so progressive. Someone who actually cares about people. When you look at Rob DeSantis, like I mean, if you're from Florida, if you're living in Florida right now, if you've been paying attention to how these governors have handled coronavirus, like Rob DeSantis has been one of those governors who has been horrible. He's right there with the governor of fucking Georgia. Like, just horrible. No care for the people. No sense of urgency um, to make sure that people, uh, PPEs were provided for people in hospitals. You know, my mother is is an RN in, 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 in Florida. And the treatment of, of medical staffs, the treatment of, of nurses, and I mean, it's just been a mess. And we've seen the numbers in Florida. We've seen how relaxed he was. And you know what I'm saying? These governors like Ron DeSantis didn't give a fuck because just like 
President Sunkiss, they've been new about this virus. But what they did was they prepared their families, they prepared their uh, constituents, and they didn't give a fuck about the rest of the population of their states. And so I guarantee you, like, I guarantee you, had Florida had Gillum, the handling of coronavirus in, in Florida would have been 10 times better. It, it would have been on some New York shit, to be honest. It would have been on some Cuomo shit. But, you know, he was scammed. Half of a percentage? Come on. That sounds like a scam to me. It sounds like a scheme that Todd has set up to come to us with the bush. All right, let me continue. Jay and I uh, wanted to take a moment. Never taking methamphetamines, but checked in the beach hotel. But behind the scenes, Gillum's life was unraveling. Mm. In the early hours of March 13th, police found him inebriated in this Miami Beach hotel room with two other men. Mm. A photo of Gillum in a compromising position Ooh, was no. leaked for the world to see. Mm -hmm. Gillum denied ever taking methamphetamines, but checked into a rehab facility for treatment of alcoholism and depression. Mm. Now, six months later, Andrew Gillum is making his... I mean, the thing is, Dick will do that to you. Dick will get you depressed. Here's the thing. See, and I'm not trying to make fun of the, the... Dick will do it to you. And I'm going to leave it at that. Go ahead. Television appearance. Sitting down in an exclusive interview with Tamron Hall. Talking about the night that changed his life. What do you want people to know about the purpose, your intention, when you went to that room? I would say mm. the reason why I went to that room is probably no different than how anybody might communicate with someone that they are in a friendship relationship whatever with mm -hmm. um, I understand very well what people assume about that we assume when that you photo suck came out I didn't recognize the person on the floor mm. that was not anything more than a person being at their most vulnerable state mm. unconscious having given no consent mm. and someone decided to use a moment where i was literally lying in my own vomit wow and when you first saw it wow i don't know how you're still standing i don't know how it was a scheme that todd has set up to come to us with the bush see we assumed i, I ain't gonna lie to you i assumed he was in there sucking dick and listen to think, listen, I don't give a damn. I don't give a damn. I don't judge nobody. Cause dick is good. Dick is nice. Dick tastes good. Ta dick tastes nice. I've had dick. I've had dick. Now I don't, you know, I don't, I don't now, you know, I don't put it in my mouth often. But I've tasted dick. I've, I've had I've, I've tasted and I've seen. Okay? Dick tastes nice. So I'm not about to be judging him for that. But it sounds to me like it was a scheme that Todd set up to come to us with the bullshit. See, what, what had happened was, what had happened was, this is what it sounded like to me when I hear the interview. Gillum was going through some things. He went and he confided in a friend. They got the drinking. They got the drinking. Whatever happened after that, it is a scheme. It was a scheme. And, and we're going to leave it at that. And here's the thing. I'm going to tell y'all something. I'm gonna Remember, episode one, I told y'all. 
keep white people out of our fucking business. I'm gonna tell y'all this. And if I offend anybody by this, I don't give a fuck. White gay men are very messy. White gay men are very messy. They're fun to be around, but they are very fucking messy. Why is it that the first thing you do is take pictures of this man and leak it to the press? It sounds to me like a scheme that Rob DeSantis set up to come to Andrew with the bullshit. And I'm gonna leave it at that. I really feel like Rob DeSantis is behind this because Rob DeSantis knows that we don't give a fuck. We don't give a fuck how many penises Gillum done been tied to. I don't give a fuck. We is gonna vote for his ass the next time he runs for governorship. Point blank and the period. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. First of all, have you seen what he looked like? Because we already talked about his politics. His politics are very, very great. I love his politics. I, I think I, I think I think he's a good person. But on top of that, he fine as hell. I mean, we <laughs> I mean, look at the material. The material is there. So bitch, we don't give a fuck. You can suck. I don't care what you do, Gillum. Just know you got a friend in me. White gays are very fucking messy. White gay men are very fucking messy. Somebody just said Jeffree Star. Look at Jeffree Star. Look at Jeffree Star. The minute Jeffree Star got with a piece of dark meat, he went to the socials, the medias. He went to the medias of the social. And he made sure he showed y'all that he was getting black dick. White gay men are messy. Let me say it again. White gay men are messy. If you are a black gay man, Please be on the lookout for white gay men. They are very fucking messy. Okay? Well, I'm going to tell y'all. You, you, you're still here. I'm still here <laughs> by the grace of God. By the grace of God. Um, mm. So much of my recovery has been about trying to get over shame. Mm. Shame is not that I did bad, but I am bad. Andrew Gillum, I don't give a fuck. We voting for you, baby. Listen, don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. Dick will do it to you. Dick will do it to you. Allegedly, I did allegedly. And that's all I'm going to say. All right, cool. Now, let's go ahead and go to President Sunkiss because I want to drag him. I want to drag his ass because I don't know what it's going to take. At this point, what is it going to take for Trump supporters to stop supporting Trump? Like, what is it going to take at this point? Because with these new recordings, I really, like, I'm really, really... This past weekend, this past Monday, um, for, for what, 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 what day was it? Labor Day, child. For Labor Day, um, my family, we got together, we had a barbecue. And it was a great time. We weren't going to get together. My family's been one of those families who's been very, very serious about coronavirus. And for those of you guys who follow me here, you guys know I don't really, I haven't really done much during the pandemic other than my Mexico trip. 
I needed that trip to Mexico. I I, I needed that because I, I really was fucking with depression. Like just being in this house by myself. You know, I live alone. Um, I have a lot of family nearby, but we just are really doing our best because we've had several family members catch this virus and you know, like we you, we've seen people die, friends die, like you know what I mean? Like so none of us None, like a lot of my family just didn't want to get together. And I was like, I'm sorry, like we need to get together. Like we cannot, like we can't do this. Like we need to get together and just take the measures that we need to take to protect each other or protect ourselves once, you know, after we get together. So we down to the motherfucking barbecue for Labor Day. And you know, Zeely's being passed around, fried steak. I made my lobster mac and cheese. It was a hit. My family loved my lobster mac. So you know what I'm saying? I might make it again for Thanksgiving. You know, cooking is slavery, so I don't know. But anyway, so, girl, all of a sudden, I'm seeing plates flying, arguing is going on. What the fuck is going on? My cousin says she voting for Trump. said she voting for Trump, bitch. When I tell you it was a Haitian civil war up in that motherfucking house, bitch. Mind you, my cousin, she stays in a part of, uh, of Jersey where she's the, she, she the only black, she's the only black house like in her neighborhood. The only black family. She has one of those like Tyler Perry style houses. Like four floors, bitch. You know what I'm saying? It's a whole lot of cussing and chaos going on. I'm like, ooh, girl, hold on, hold on. We about to have, we might have to have a damn protest following this, cause bitch, you know, white people they love to come to your shit and think they gonna rectify a situation. They love to take matters into their own hands. Next thing you know, pow, pow. You know what I'm saying? So we need, we need to calm this shit down, bitch, because, huh? So she says she voting for Trump. So my family is going nuts you know a lot of of my family are immigrants you know like most of us were not born in this country most of us were born in Haiti you know I was one of the very few who was born in Canada my aunt is fucking losing her mind this is me sign up fair this is me sign up fair what are we going to do basket if Trump come back the social security She's fucking losing it. My aunts are losing it. They calling each other's names and shit. So I'm like, okay, please explain to me why you're voting for Trump. And mind you, this was the, the day after all that Cardi B and Candace Owens shit was going on. And let me touch on that and then I want to get back to my family, right? So when the whole when the whole Candace Owens and Cardi B thing was going on, you know. People were tweeting about it, and I tweeted a little bit about it, but then I deleted them because people just, I mean, I, people just want to argue sometimes. And it's like, listen, Candace Owens was totally wrong. Like, she was totally wrong for calling Cardi B names. Like, she didn't have to call her any of those names. Like, calling her illiterate. To me, calling her all those names is anti-black to me even though okay people people will argue and say oh well she's not 100 percent black but i mean she's black you know what i mean like 
she has black people in her family. Like, I mean, it is what it is. Y'all could argue it down all day, but she's fucking black. You know what I mean? And I feel like when you when you point out somebody's illiteracy or uneducation, and you're a black person, especially in that in that realm, you know you know the disadvantage of a lot of black people. You know the disadvantages of brown people, of Hispanic people, especially from the Bronx. Like when you're from the Bronx, like you know, like you know the disadvantage that these people have when it comes to to education. And so when you sit there and you call her illiterate and you say all these different things, it's like, bro, you can make your point without saying that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you ain't got to say all that. However, Candace wasn't wrong when she was saying the whole thing about Joe Biden, which was that that, that interview was pandering. And here's why I agree. I'm going to tell you my opinion, my unsolicited opinion, my unsolicited views, okay? Joe Biden could have sat with anybody. If you want to sit if you wanted to sit down with somebody in the hip hop pop realm, like you could have sat down with anybody. But let's make sure that you're mindful of the interview. Let's make sure that the rapper, the singer, whoever you're meeting with, let's make sure that they're prepared to ask you the necessary questions. Not that they're just coming to you and they're like, I, I, want, I want an end date for the virus. Like, that's not, I want black people to stop dying. I want to end to the virus. Like, no, 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 no. This is, you're campaigning against a man who literally schemed, scammed his way into the White House. We don't got time to fuck around. We don't got time to fuck around. We don't got time for you to play hopscotch, bitch. Like, we don't got time for you to play hopscotch. We need you to sit with people, even if it is in the pop realm, even if it's gonna be a fun, you know, lighthearted, that person still needs to be prepared. And I don't like the way that they keep going to Cardi and making her the voice, but not preparing the voice. You gotta prepare the voice. That way, both of you come out on top. You know what I'm saying? And so, I, I just, that's pandering. That is pandering. Where you just feel that you are so entitled to the black vote that you don't have to sit down with someone from our community that's going to ask you the tough questions and that's going to demand real answers, real solutions from you. That's pandering. And see, a lot of people, a lot of people were in my com- were in my comments saying, "Oh, well, how, if he feels so entitled to the black vote, how would why would he be pandering?" That is the whole job of a politician. The job of a politician is to pander. The job of a politician is to appeal to his voters. The job of a politician is to, however he he feels he has to get to you, he's going to do that. He or she. We see Trump pander all the time. Diamond and Sook, them two, um, them two black, uh, the the two aunties that wear the fucking Janet Collection synthetic wigs, and you know what I'm saying, sit with a plate of fried chicken and and tell you all this bullshit about Trump all the time. That he uses them to pander. The Republican National Convention, I ain't never seen that many niggas around Trump. around Trump until the Republican National Convention. That's pandering. And Candace, while you over here boot licking, 
Trump's shoes, bitch. He didn't even put you at the Republican National Convention. So you doing all this, you doing all this for a man who doesn't even acknowledge you. Who doesn't even acknowledge you. You know what I'm saying? It's it was pandering. And if and if you watch the interview, I, I cringed. I was cringing because I was like, I'm sorry, this this is really embarrassing. And it's mostly embarrassing for me on Joe's part. Because Joe Biden, yes, you had eight years in the White House. Yes, you've had 50 years in public service. And yes, you've done a lot of great things, but you've also done some questionable things. And I'm sorry, but when you're campaigning, you have to you have to gain it back. It doesn't just come automatically. You're not just gonna get the black vote. You're not just gonna get the brown vote. You're not gonna get the disenfranchised vote automatically because a lot of these people, they're not paying attention. Somebody was like, oh, well, have you have you looked at Joe Biden's website? Have you looked at what, what his outlines are? Bitch, you think all these motherfucking voters are looking to, at the website? If that was the case, then none of these debates, none of these conventions would matter. These politicians would just say, go check my website. That's it. Yes, it's a good thing. You should go check websites. You should go look at what these politicians have planned. You should, but at the end of the day, bitch, most of the people ain't gonna fucking do that. Most people are not gonna go to Joe Biden's website and see his breakdown for immigration and see what, what he's gonna do about crime, what he's gonna do about black businesses, what he's gonna do about, you know, defunding the police or, or like... Most people ain't gonna do that shit. And this is why campaigns matter. For the people that are not gonna freaking read, I'm gonna get out and I'm gonna keep reiterating myself. I'm gonna keep presenting what I'm doing. I'm gonna keep interviewing. I'm gonna keep doing speeches. I'm gonna, like, that is the point. That's what politicians are supposed to do. And so that's why sometimes I'm like, it's like I be trying to have online conversations and it's like, okay. Like, y'all just want to argue with people and you don't want to look at the facts. The facts are that we literally have less than 60 days and Biden supporters, although we are, we're going to vote for Biden, but if we're not rejuvenated. We're not excited. We're not. And the, and, the, and the reason for that is because we're literally running up against a president who has a cult-like following. You have people going to Trump rallies with no mask. You have people going to Trump rallies with no mask. They're signing waivers, giving up their, their right to sue should they catch the virus. You know what I'm saying? You have a president who doesn't give a fuck about this pandemic. All he cares about is winning this election and he's doing everything he can from, from attacking the postal service attacking the postal service running it into the ground so we have to be in everybody's faces constantly and we have to be mindful of that like joe biden has to be mindful of that kamala it was great that he you know he appointed kamala as his vice president but that excitement died down within 48 hours that excitement died down it was like the day of everybody was excited the, the next day everybody was excited by the third day, it was back to the pandemic. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to keep 
people interested. You have to keep people, you know, energized and excited. And and this goes back to my cousin saying she's not voting for, for, for Trump to even, I've had two friends this week tell me they're not voting at all. Two black friends told me they're not voting at all. And these are not people who are illiterate. These are not people who are poor. These are not people who are stupid. These are people who are very, very smart, have a lot of work experience, and they just feel that they have to choose between, you know, the lesser of two evils, and they don't want to do that. And they're both black. Biden is not entitled to the black vote. Something is not clicking. What's not clicking? What's not clicking? You know what I'm saying? So I was asking my, my cousin, I was like, you know, well, why aren't you voting? Why why are you voting for Trump? You know what? I ain't gonna I ain't even gonna say the reasons because I just felt like it was just like, oh girl. But everyone is entitled to their opinions, everyone is entitled to their views. One thing she did say, because we were talking about racism, she's like, well, I don't feel like Trump is responsible for the racism in this country. He may not be responsible for the start of racism, but he's egged it on. He's egged it on. He's championed. He's championed white nationalism. He's championed. You know, this, this kid that shot two people at a protest two weeks ago, he has yet to condemn that, that child. But he will condemn Black Lives Matter protests. That's racism. That That is... That is pushing racism forward how do you not how do you vote for someone like that how do you vote for someone who literally uses um is it was a nixon or reagan law and order who, who uses that type of language a law and order language that basically reignites violence on black people reignites the imprisonment of black people of of brown people how do you support that how do you support a president who literally discontinued, discontinued pandemic checks? How do you support that? People only got one $1,200 check for the past six, seven months. How do you support that? How do you support that? How do you support that? How do you support a president who literally yesterday these phone calls were leaked where this motherfucker is so fucking dumb. Like Trump has got to be the dumbest person we've ever had step into Barack's White House. Like the motherfucker is so dumb that he gave 18 interviews on the record to one reporter. 18 interviews that's how fucking dumb he is i want y'all to hear this president trump told bob woodward on february 7th before any known american deaths from the virus that he knew covid19 was airborne and a deadly threat you just breathe the air that's how it's uh, passed and so that's a very tricky one that's a very delicate one uh it's also more deadly than your you know, your, even your strenuous flus, 
This is deadly stuff. Three weeks later, President Trump told the American people a totally different story. It's a little like the regular flu that we have flu shots for, and we'll essentially have a flu shot for this in a fairly quick manner. Like, y'all, how do you support Trump after this? We knew he was bullshitting us the entire time. We knew. But how do you support Trump after this? These recordings were in February, which tells me that he must have been briefed on this at least dating back to December. And when I think about it, I've said this on live already several times. I had this virus back in December going into the new year. I was in bed for three weeks. Moving my fingers were hurting. Like blinking would hurt. This man knew the severity of the virus, yet he got his fucking sun-kissed colored ass repeatedly on our television screens and told us this was like a flu. It would just, it would go away. Has gone on to do so much stupidity. Never gave a mandate, never gave a plan, like states, States like New York, Cuomo had to force this motherfucker to send us PPE. Like has totally mishandled this pandemic. He lied and almost 200,000 people have died because he lied. Because he lied, almost 200,000 people have died. 19th, with nearly 200 Americans dead, the president admitted to Woodward in audio obtained by the Washington Post that he deliberately misled the country about the danger. Well, I think, Bob, really, to be honest with you, sure, I want you to. I be. wanted to. Uh, I wanted to always play it down. I still like playing it down. Yes, sir. Because I don't want to create a panic. Stay calm. Mind you, you don't like to create a panic. You create panics. You create panics when there's a black when there's a, a, a black justice a, a, a black justice protest. You create panics for that. You create a panic whenever anybody disagrees with you. This president has the highest turnover rate of any president in the history of this country. The highest turnover rate, which means that. Literally, I, I think I, I read a statistic somewhere where his turnover rate is 70%. 70%. Which means that mostly everybody he came into office with, they're all fucking gone. We've seen that. If you've been paying attention, we've seen that. And the minute somebody disagrees with him, all hell breaks loose. How do you support Trump? How? 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 How the fuck do you do that? Now, am I excited about, you know, voting for Joe Biden? I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm not. And I feel that it's because of the state where we are, where we're not even able to be excited about this election period because we're all in survival mode we're all in survival mode 
We're all like, what is gonna happen next? Who is gonna really lead us out of this? Who? You know, um, I will say this, Joe Biden is more competent. This is somebody who literally, I feel that we can strangle him into doing what we want him to do. I truly believe that. And this is something that you've seen in Joe Biden's history. You know, dating back to the, the Anita Hill um, hearings. You know, the Anita, what made the Anita Hill hearings so horrible, one of the things that made them so horrible was the fact that, you know, none of her witnesses were permitted to testify at her hearings. And this is because you had a board full of white men, no women, no women of color. And so the Anita, the, the Anita Hill hearings were horrible, but immediately after that, Joe Biden made sure to have two women, two women in position to, to be on a board, on the board. And I forget what the board was named, but two women to be on that board. You know, like whatever mistakes he's made in the past, he's always gone back and he corrected that. You know what I mean? So I feel like this is someone who we could plead to, to do what we need him to do. This is, this is someone who's competent. This is someone who has over 50 years of experience in what he's doing in public service. This is someone who's very well respected. This is someone who you haven't seen any scandals from. You know what I mean? So I'm going to vote for Biden. And then when I look at his policies too, and I, I want to visit his website, and I, I do want to encourage everybody who's watching this live, everybody who's hearing this podcast, like go to his website whenever you have a chance. Go to his website and look at the policies that matter to you. When I hear someone in my family, you know, I come from a Haitian family. When I hear someone from my family say that they're supporting Trump, it hurts because I know immigration is something that has affected us all. And I know what Barack Obama, what, what his presidency did for immigrants of Haitian descent, immigrants period of Haitian descent, was he gave us something that was called TPS. TPS did a lot for Caribbean Americans, a lot of, of, of immigrants, period. You know what I'm saying? And then when you fast forward to Trump, who has all these kids at the Mexican border in cages, like, how do you support that? 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 Um... I really want to encourage you guys to go to his website. Like, I know I've been kidding. I know I've been joking. But, you know, for instance, I'm talking about immigration. If you go to his website, he has so many breakdowns on immigration. You know, um, let me see. As President Biden, as President Biden will forcefully pursue policies that safeguard our security, provide a fair and just system that helps to grow and enhance our economy and secure our cherished values. He will take urgent action to undo Trump's damage and reclaim America's values. Modernize America's immigration system. Welcome immigrants in our communities. Reassert America's commitment to asylum seekers and refugees. Tackle the root causes of irregular migration and implement effective border screening. This is something that we saw him and Barack do. So I have no doubt in my mind that he will handle immigration correctly. I have no doubt in my mind. So I wanna encourage you to go um, his plan for healthcare. I mean, look at where we're at. Look, immediately, one of the first, I think it was the first thing that Trump tried to undo, went to undo, was Obamacare. Obamacare. 
Obamacare is why so many of my family members have health care. Those of, of, of my family members who were not born here, it's because of Obamacare. A lot of friends of mine, a lot of people that I know who were born here, who, you know, lost jobs or, you know, it was because of Obamacare. The breakdown is there. The breakdown's on the website. I don't want to take too much of your time and go through. Um, but, you know, one thing that his site says is every American should have access to affordable health care. And they should. They should. We're literally the only country who doesn't have this, who doesn't have affordable health care. Health care. Literally, just up the street, you go to Canada, there's free health care. Now, in Canada, there's options to have you know, paid healthcare because in the free healthcare system, there are gonna be some disadvantages. You know, you might have to wait a while to get a scheduled appointment, which means, you know, you're gonna have to schedule your appointments three months ahead. But even if you're here and let's say you have Medicare, if you have Medicaid and you see how the Medicaid system functions, it's kind of like that when you have uh, free healthcare in Canada. So it's, y'all, I don't know what else to say. I don't know what else to say other than Vote Biden or die trying. Vote Biden or die trying. And where we're at right now, this is a literal term. People are dying. People are fucking dying. And a bulk of that has to do with the fact that we had a leader who didn't give a fuck. Because as soon as he knew about the virus coming, he made sure to prepare himself and his constituents. And they're all good. First of all, I mean, and let's let, let, let's just be real. These politicians, these politicians don't give a fuck about us. They don't. They don't give a fuck about us. But we have to give a fuck about ourselves enough to make sure that we put people in position that are gonna put us in better positions. And not just with the presidency, but also with local local elections. Make sure that we're voting in local elections. So many people say, oh well, Obama ain't do nothing for the black people. Obama. We didn't vote in local elections. Obama didn't have the support that he needed in the House and in the Senate. This is not a dictatorship. He can't just go in there and fucking Vladimir Putin his way. You know what I mean? He can't, he can't do that. It's not a fucking dictatorship. We have a checks and balance system. So we have to make sure that whatever leader we pick, we have to make sure that we put people in place that are gonna support that leader, or if we're against that leader, make sure we have people in place that are gonna fucking stop everything they do. And that's what was going on with Obama. But even with that, Obama was everybody's president. He was everybody's president. At least he tried to be. He tried to do something for everybody. Black, white, gay, straight, immigrant, born here. November 3rd, vote Biden or die trying. That's all I got. That's all I got for y'all today. Listen, we're all we're all open to our own views and our own opinions. Um, I just hope that, just vote, please vote for Joe Biden, I can't. <laughs> Listen, I ain't got time. Hey, vote for Joe Biden, I ain't playing with y'all. Vote for Joe Biden, I ain't got time. I cannot do another four years of this bullshit. Vote for Joe Biden, please. Vote for Kamala. Do it for Kamala. Do it for the AKAs. Do it for the Jamaicans. Listen, find your reason. 
Find your reason. If it ain't Biden, make it Kamala. And to be honest, it is my personal uh, it is my personal preference that Kamala take over public speaking because every time I done seen Joe Biden these last couple times I done seen Joe Biden he on the he had the pulpit uh, coughing and shit. We ain't got t- listen. <laughs> put Kamala on the mic, please. Put Kamala on the mic, <laughs> please. Kamala 2020, please. Do it for the black woman. Do it for the Jamaicans. Do it for the immigrants. Do it for the Mexicans. Do it for the Haitians. Like, find your reason why and vote Biden. That's all I got, y'all. So, with that being said, that's it for today. Uh, I'll definitely go ahead and save this live. And uh, make sure that you... Make sure you subscribe. Oh! Sorry, y'all. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Make sure that you subscribe to um, Shut the Fuck Up, Jesse. It's on every platform that has podcasts. From Apple, Spotify... Google, everywhere. We are everywhere. And that's it for today, y'all. I love y'all. Take care of yourselves, and we'll talk soon. Cheese!